There is one virtue of the spiritual life, which is the foundation of all the virtues. It's the root of all the virtues. It's a virtue from which all the other virtues will grow, and that's the virtue of humility. There is a contrary vice to humility from which it's the root of all sin, it's the root of all vices, it's the root that leads us down away from God, and that's pride. So two are very opposite, humility and pride. The way to conquer pride is to practice humility. The way away from humility is to practice pride. See that? So we have two contrary a virtue and a vice. And as she said, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So humility, when we're talking about humility, I'm just going to focus on humility today. Uh, I was actually, this is kind of like a two-part homily here. So I'll give you part one today. Maybe next week I'll give you part two. So this week we'll focus, we'll be positive. We'll focus on the virtue. Humility, maybe next week, if I'm assigned here, I'll give you about pride and, you know, what pride is, how to avoid pride. So humility. So what's very important in the spiritual life is we have three relationships. The first is our relationship, our relationship of ourself with God. Second is our relationship with ourself and other people. And the third relationship is a relationship with ourselves, meaning what I think about myself, myself reflect what I feel about myself. And those three relationships, we can either practice humility or pride. We can practice humility or pride toward God, humility or pride toward others, and humility or pride toward ourselves. So we, we begin with the self with the self. And it's how we basically die to ourselves, crucify ourselves. That's where humility lies. It's either we crucify ourselves or we exalt the self. That's where humility and pride go. Now, I'm going to go through steps. If you want to get your pens out here, I'm talking mainly to the live stream audience. You want to get your pens out, please get your pens out. This is pre-recorded. This is recorded. So you can always go back to this. But I'm going to give you a teaching of the church here by one of the saints of the church. And they're the 12 steps of humility. It comes from St. Bernard. St. Bernard was a monk in the 11th century, St. Bernard of Clairvaux. And he gives these 12 steps or 12 degrees of humility. So one of the things that he says about these steps is the steps of humility, if you want to say steps or degrees, however you want to say, maybe steps because that's more visual for us. We're used to steps. And so when you're practicing humility and you're going through each of these steps, these 12 steps, you're going down, actually. You're descending. So the self, yourself, your relationship with God, others, and yourself is going down. You're going down the steps. Whereas pride, your relationship with God, others, and yourself goes up. See, it's a, it's a different 
It's a different way of looking at it. So steps going down, where, you're, where yourself is going down, or you're exalting yourself, yourself is going up. Because there are 12 steps of humility, there's also 12 steps of pride. Also. And as I said, it's a two-part homily because I'd be here all day going through each one. But we're going to focus on humility today. And since it's Saturday, I'd like to focus on how did the Blessed Virgin Mary practice humility? The Blessed Virgin Mary, is a, she's an image and model of the church. She is what the church should be. So each one of us, as part of the church, as it says in Vatican II, the council documents of Vatican II, the true interpretation of the council documents, is that Mary is the image and mother of the church. So she's the sublime model without sin, who practiced every virtue, who had every gift of the Holy Spirit, who served Christ perfectly. And that's why she's the image and model of the church. And so we look to Mary to, for her to be that image and model of the church and following Jesus. See that? So she's the one who followed Jesus, the perfect saint of all saints who followed Jesus. And so we want to imitate the virtues of the Blessed Virgin Mary. How did you do it? That's what we say to the Blessed Mother. How did you do it? How did you do it? Because this life, boy, you get beaten up left and right. How did you do it? And this is where to practice, imitate the virtues of the saints. You can't exactly imitate the saints' lives, or the Blessed Mother's life, but you can imitate their virtues. Their virtues are examples. Okay, so now, what are the 12 steps or degrees of humility? First step, fear of God. That you have to have a fear. Now, fear of God means all. Awe, A-W-E. It means to have an awe and a reverence for God. It means to be filled with wonder at all that God has done, at all who God is. So this is not a, a, a fear in which we're fearing God because God's going to punish us as soon as we make a mistake. That's some people's fear of God, and that's not actually a healthy fear. It's a fear because we love God and we fear of offending God because God loves us so much. And so you fear offending someone like your parent who loves you so much, who gives so much to you. And so Mary had the fear of God and the Annunciation. He said that she was kind of, there, there was a fear, there was a reverence when she saw the angel Gabriel, the messenger of God. She always had that holy fear of God within her heart. Second step, abnegation of self-will. Not my will, but your will be done. See, that's abnegation of self-will. Not my will, but your will be done. How did the Blessed Virgin Mary practice that? The angel Gabriel came to her and spoke the, the message that she would be the mother of God. What did she say? Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. What did she say? Let it be done to me according to your word. Notice that? Your word. She didn't say, let it be done to me according to my word. Notice the my was not in there. It was your word, meaning your will be done. Your kingdom come, 
your will be done. That's why we pray the Our Father all the time. That's why in my penance, when in confession, I, give, I always give people the Our Father. Why? Because we have to destroy that, that self-will there. We always have to say, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. But how many times do people say, my kingdom come, my will be done. It will be done according to my way. You do it according to my way. Uh-uh. No, according to God's ways. So th- see, see how this, these steps were dying to ourself. And so Mary said, let it be done to me according to your word. She was dying to her self-will. Third, obedience. To be humble is to be obedient. That third step, being obedient. Part of humility and obedience go hand in hand. You have to be humble to hear the word of God and then humble to obey the word of God. And you think of Mary. She heard the word of God. She was humble because she heard the And then she obeyed the word of God. She had the obedience and was not just there at the beginning of her life. And she was an obedient teenager. Teenager. I always tell young people, I love that. She was a teenager and she was obedient. More obedient than, than any teenager or an adult in the history of the world. And she was obedient all the way up to the end of her life because she was humble. She was even obedient to St. Joseph. Because notice that when the Holy Family went to Egypt, the angel did not go to Mary. The angel went to St. Joseph and said, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. So it was Joseph who said, all right, Mary, let's go. We're going to Egypt. And what'd she do? Yes, sir. See that? There's an obedience. There's a hidden obedience that was there with the Blessed Virgin Mary. Fourth step of humility, patient endurance. That we need to patiently endure trials, tribulations. We need to slowly have self-discipline, authority over our passions. And you think of Mary when she was, you know, during the three years that Jesus was enduring contradictions and everything. She was patiently enduring everything. By the cross, she displayed patient endurance. Fifth step, disclosure of the heart. And you know where we can do this disclosure of the heart? The sacrament of confession and examination of conscience. Always disclosing your heart to God, good and bad. So it's not just we're disclosing sins, we're also disclosing good because we want to give thanksgiving to God. And how much did Mary disclose her heart? Think of the Magnificat. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. She was in thanksgiving and praise. They, they even said that she sung that song, that she sung the Magnificat. Her heart was always open to God. They said that she, she would meditate and ponder on the things of God and her heart, on the things that, and her life that was happening to her. Sixth, contentedness with 
what is, being content. That is a form of, of acceptance, to seek and to receive. To be content with what you have. And that implies gratitude. So you think of, of the poverty of the Blessed Virgin Mary. She was always content. You know how we know this? You know how that we know that Joseph and Mary were poor? When they went and they presented the child Jesus in the temple, the law said to provide a lamb. But they did not provide a lamb. They brought two turtle doves. Two turtle doves were the offering of the poor. So we know that they were poor. And I always say this kind of with humor. What happened to the gifts of the Magi? What happened to the gifts? They had gold. They had frankincense. They had myrrh. What happened to those gifts in 40 days? See, they were content with being poor, with being little, with being humble. Who knows? Maybe they sold those gifts on the market to the poor to take care of the poor because they, they were satisfied with what is, with what the Lord was given them. The seventh step, lucid self-awareness. is being aware of yourself, not, being, not having delusions of yourself. You, you ever hear the word delusions of grandeur? You have delusions of grandeur, meaning just being self-aware of who you are. Of, of who you are, of the truth about yourself. Now, truth about self is, first of all, to say, I am a child of God. I have gifts. God has, has blessed me. And God has blessed me with, say, baptism. He's blessing me right now with the gift of the Eucharist. All kinds of get beautiful nature outside. If you're here, you can see the beautiful changing of the leaves, of, of a self-awareness of, of who we are in God's eyes. Many people are very critical on themselves. Many people are too harsh on themselves. And, and they don't see their goodness. Oh, we see your goodness. But at the same time, balance your goodness with also your defects, knowing that original sin is there, there's concupiscence, we have a tendency to sin, we sin often. So having that balance between the good and the bad, we're all mixtures of good and bad. And so we always need to have that self-awareness that's there. Eight, submission to the common rule. is a submission to the laws of the church, a submission to the laws of God, even a submission to, the, to civil laws as long as they're in conformity with the laws of God. So the civil laws have to be in conformity with the laws of God, or else a higher law applies there. And Mary was always submissive to the laws of the Old Testament. The ninth step of humility, silence, silence. Notice how the Blessed Mother doesn't speak a lot in the gospel. Notice that? She's not gabbing. She's not, blah, 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 blah. Wait, you know what happened to me? Well, let me tell you, Elizabeth. 
You know what I'm talking about. And she, she wasn't there texting. She, well, she couldn't text because they didn't have cell phones back then. She was silent. Why was she silent? She was silent to listen, to listen to the word of God. So part of humility is being silent, is trying to listen to the word of God. We can only listen if we're silent. If we're ba 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 you can't listen. You have to be silent. If you have trouble, I always tell people this. If you have trouble, if your mouth gets you in trouble, do a penance. Put tape over your mouth for a day and see if your mouth will break the tape. It's a good penance. It's a funny penance. Ten, emotional sobriety. Emotional sobriety. I'm going to read to the, this is from Monsignor Charles Pope, if you want to follow it on the internet. I'm kind of taking some things from it. He says, when we are proud, we are easily offended, easily threatened, for fear begets anger. When we are proud, we are easily, you ever hear that word? You offend me. I'm offended. It's part of pride. See that? So having an emotional stability inside herself with, with her mental life. It says, the humble person trusts God more and is thus not easily unsettled by all these mental machinations. And it is thoughts that generates feelings. So always part of emotional serenity and sobriety is to keep our thoughts on God. And not our thoughts on the world, or not even our thoughts on what other people say about us or think about us. Who cares what they say or think about us? It's what God thinks about us. And Mary always had that emotional stability in her life. She didn't allow things around her to bother her, even though the Israelites were controlled by the Romans in her time. She didn't allow that. There, there was Herod the king. Was like, he was kind of like a false king. She did not let those events bother her emotional stability. 11, restraint and speech. That has to do with silence. So Mary was always restraining her speech in that 11th step. So when you restrain that speech, you're able to be humble, emotionally stable, less anxious, less stirred up, that our speech and demeanor reflect our serenity, having serenity and peace of soul. I like this, what Monsignor Pope says. We are less likely to interrupt, to speak in anger, or be unnecessarily terse or harsh. Our serenity tends to lower out our volume and speed in talking, and we are more able and content to speak the truth in love with clarity, but also with charity. Isn't that great to find someone who speaks in the truth, but with great love, great clarity, great charity, great love for our brothers and sisters. And then finally, the twelfth step of humility, congruity between one's inside and one's outside. So having that harmony between the inside and the outside. And the Blessed Mother always had that. She always had that harmony inside her soul. She was content with God. And she had that harmony 
outside her soul. I always, I always say this sometimes to my brothers and make, make them laugh. You'll never hear a devotion to Our Lady of Divine Anger, Our Lady of Divine Wrath. You'll never hear that. She's not Our Lady of Divine Wrath, Our Lady of Divine Justice, Our Lady of Divine Anger. Never hear that. Always Our Lady of Gentleness, Our Lady of Mercy. Yeah, because her soul reflects her great love for God and communicates that to others. I'd like to read to you this paragraph. It's really good from Monsignor Pope. He says, the Greek word hypocrites or hypocrisy, referring to acting. Hypocrites are actors playing a role that is not really them. The proud and the fearful are always posturing and aligning themselves with what makes for popularity and profit. But as humility reaches its goal, integrity, honesty, and sincerity come to full flower. This is because by the gift of humility, we open ourselves to be fully formed by God, having turned our look to God and made the journey into our heart we discover the man or woman God has made us to be. And we begin to live out of that experience in an authentic and non-pretentious way, since by humility, we are more focused on God. We are less nervously self-conscious. By the gift of lucid self-awareness, we are comfortable in our own skin. We do not need to posture dominate, compare, or compete. Rather, our inner spiritual life and focus on God now inform our whole self. And that's a great way of the 12th step of humility. That, you know, that, that 12th step of humility is this. I, I heard this from a Carthusian monk one time, and I'll never forget it in my life. And I remember it, it was a novitia class that we had in Washington, D.C. And this Carthusian monk, who's Carthusian monks you usually don't see, they're, they're a cloister. And this Carthusian monk was, he was outside the cloister because of the medical conditions that he received permission for. So he was telling us all about the Carthusian life. And I remember one question that one of us asked him. We said, what is holiness? How do you know you're holy? Like, how can you know, like, you've reached that, that state of holiness or this 12th degree of humility, really? I'll never forget what he said. He said, holiness is when you can look in the mirror at yourself and be content with who you are. Never forget that. It's profound. Think about that for the next 100 years of your life. Looking in the mirror and saying, yes, I, you know, I'm content with who I am on the outside, who I am on the inside, my relationship with God, my relationship with others, my relationship with myself. And some of you are saying, boy, I'm not there. It's okay. That's why these are steps. That's why the, these are steps that help us. We have to go through each step in order to allow the Holy Spirit to conform us, to be more and more conformed 
and to the image and likeness of God. We have the Blessed Virgin Mary as a supreme model and example and her motherly intercession to help us along that way of the steps of humility. Pray for that gift of humility from the Spirit of the Lord and pray that the Lord keeps leading you in these 12 steps of humility, finally to reach that union with our ever-loving and merciful God. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.